Welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast. This segment has been taken from Thrive Thursdays with Dr. Patricia Mills. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here is Dr. Patricia Mills. Acne. So many people are silently suffering from this. Up to 85% of teenagers, 43% of men, and 50% of women are affected by acne at some point in time in their lives, and it depends on their life stages and their underlying medical status, how their health is doing. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm coming to you live for my Thrive Thursday event. I'm a holistic medical doctor, whole body, mind, and spirit. And I love to share with you during these episodes uh, important information on hot topics like acne. Thanks for joining me today. And if you're joining me live, please feel free to put in your name and where you're calling in from and feel free to ask your questions. That's a benefit of joining me live. And you can join me in my private Facebook group, Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, in order to do so with ease. Now, today, what we're going to be covering is acne, very specifically. And we're going to talk about whether or not acne is normal or if it's a sign of an underlying problem. What are the two main causes of acne that even your doctor doesn't know about yet? And it's research backed science. Why medications that are commonly being prescribed for acne are a band-aid and not a solution to the underlying problem. Okay, very important. And they could cause future problems in and of themselves. All right. And how can you use this research-backed science to take action starting now to see real improvements in your acne? Okay, so I'm really looking forward to diving into this topic with you. It's really juicy. And just so you know. I'm going to be doing um, kind of like a series on acne because there's a lot of information that I want to share with you. And today we're going to be really going into more about um, root causes of acne so I can set the stage for you to better understand uh, why certain treatment recommendations may be of value. And again, this is research-backed science that having been, uh, I'm a medical doctor, trained medical doctor. And in my medical training and in my specialty training, we never came across this science uh, partially because it's not part of the core curriculum for doctors, okay? And also, it's, um, it's, the root cause is kind of like appears to be a little bit unrelated. So it's like not intuitive in a weird way. So when the research comes out, maybe some doctors don't um, realize how important it is and how you need how they need to be paying attention as this could be a root cause. Okay, so for the first uh, first item is 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 acne normal or is it a sign of an underlying problem? And interestingly, there is an answer to this in a way. Okay, and the answer comes from really interesting research that was done on two um, populations that are uh, that are existing right now on Earth, and they are uh, one of the. There are two of the few remaining 
um, hunter-gatherer populations that are eating what we would call a paleo diet, okay? So if I recall correctly, this was a population in Papua New Guinea and another one in Paraguay. And uh, the paleo diet, by the way, uh, is not a diet that's heavy on meats. It's a diet that's heavy on local seasonal uh, fruits and vegetables that are properly prepared using using their ancient cooking methods like soaking, sprouting, fermenting. And they do hunt and they get um, occasional access to meat, but it's not a lot of meat. So a paleo plate, uh, when, the, when the research is done on these hunter-gatherers and also different hunter-gatherer populations that are still um, existing in countries like Africa, for example, they don't eat a lot of meat. They eat a lot of fruits and vegetables with the ancient preparation cooking methods, like I mentioned, um, very local, seasonal, and with the occasional access to meat, okay? So just keeping that in mind, but what is consistent across all of those, and some of them eat less meat than others, some of them eat more seafood than others, it really depends on where they live. When they, when they researched this these two populations in specific, because they were looking specifically for acne, which I find really interesting. They literally went into these populations and looked for acne. What they found was that acne in these populations was non-existent, okay? So these populations, um, these people eating are kind of like our ancient foods. Basically what it is is that foods that are not uh, common in the modern day diet. So it's fruits, vegetables, meats, all properly prepared, right? And the what's more noticeable, though, is the absence of processed and convenience foods. Even those foods that are healthy, labeled organic or natural or smart foods, right? The protein bars, the protein powders, all of those things are very highly refined and processed. These populations don't eat any of that. And uh, they also, of course, live in nature with fresh air, fresh water. They're moving right? Um, they don't have um, the same kind of stress events as we do in terms of day to day. So it's hard to say exactly what it is about their lifestyle that protects them from acne. Or in other words, what is it about our lifestyle that triggers acne? Okay, so just from that study, looking at those two populations, all we know is that the way that they're living doesn't lead to acne. And it was, it was like the children didn't have acne, the women didn't have acne, the men didn't have acne, and it, and it didn't matter if they were like in puberty or if they pre, pre-menstrual or, you know, like they, they didn't have that. They didn't manifest acne. So that research showed that there is a way to live that doesn't elicit acne. And then the question that other research studies have answered is, what are the elements of that lifestyle that we need to try to replicate? And merge with our modern, like the fact that we do live in a modern society so that we can prevent acne or reduce it at the very least, or hopefully even eliminate it. And listen, I know it's possible to eliminate acne. I had acne. I've suffered from acne. And I say the word suffering because, I mean, if you're watching this, you probably have a problem with acne or you have had or you know someone who has. And, and you understand when I say the word suffering because it's a really uh, uncomfortable, to say the very least, situation to live with. You feel like people don't see the real you when they look at you. It's You feel like all they notice is the acne, right? Because acne commonly is on the face, the neck, 
the back, the chest. And so when you're like on the beach wearing a swimsuit or you're wearing like a nice cutout dress or, um, you know, you're going topless if you're a man, for example, you feel very um, self-conscious, right? Um, And you feel like people can't really connect with you uh, sometimes because they're kind of stuck at seeing the acne. Anyways, that's how I felt anyways. And that was the more cosmetic kind of thing about acne. And the thing is, what what we've become, what we started to understand is that acne, um, as I've demonstrated, it's not necessarily normal, even in puberty. It may be that there's a lifestyle that supports not having acne, even during the stage of puberty, when there's a lot of hormonal fluctuations normally. And these two populations I mentioned, they, despite the normal hormonal fluctuations with puberty, they didn't have acne, right? Okay. And the research is showing that in most cases, acne is due to an underlying um, problem with the way that your body is working. And it's not one body part, it's the interrelated systems, okay? And there's a a lot of research actually really um, showing that it's specifically kind of affecting, specifically affecting two major systems. And that gets me into the second Uh, topic for today, which is um, what are the two main causes of acne that even your doctor doesn't know about yet? Okay. What are the two main main causes of acne that even your doctor doesn't know about? And I say that a little bit tongue in cheek because some doctors obviously go deeper into the research beyond their medical training. And some of them will even land on this research. So I'm not saying every doctor doesn't know this, but having worked with doctors and and being a doctor, I know that this is not common knowledge. When I went to my doctor for um, my acne um, treatment, uh, she didn't know about it. And I even got referred to a dermatologist and he didn't understand this, right? And so uh, I say this like this is the case, unfortunately, in most cases. All right. So if you are a doctor watching this, um, I invite you to... Keep an open mind, a learner's mind. Um, you know, don't use any biases when you're listening to this. Feel free to dive into the research afterwards. It's all on PubMed, that lovely research repository that us doctors really like to use and dive into when we're trying to dive into more more recent, up to date research. So, what are the two main causes? Well, basically, I can categorize them into two main areas, and then we're going to dive deeper into it. Okay. The first main area is hormonal shifts, okay? And when I say hormonal shifts, I don't mean just mean the shifts that naturally happen with puberty and with menstruation. I mean inappropriate hormonal shifts that then lead to acne, okay? Then the second category is the microbiome. The microbiome is a collection of of organisms like bacteria, uh, viruses, parasites, yeast, and they're a community of organisms that live on us and in us. They're supposed to, we co-evolve with them. Their health determines our health and our health determines their health. It's like, literally, it's like a community that, like a whole community of us and them. We are an important part of that community and vice versa. And there's a microbiome on our skin. We have organisms living on our skin. And interestingly, there are different organisms depending on the different areas of our body. So there's different organisms on the face, different on the chest, on the back, on the neck, on the arms, on the legs, which may account for why there's different patterns of acne. So that's a very interesting fact, okay? 
We also have a microbiome in our gut. And what we know is that the gut is linked to the skin from the time we were conceived as babies. Like the tissue that makes up our gut and the tissue that makes up our skin come from the same like cells in the fetus. Okay. So they are physically connected and they are also chemically connected. When we have a dysfunction in the gut, it can, it can show up in the skin. It's like an expression of um, the condition of the skin. So if you have inflammation in the gut, like from gut health damage, it can also affect the health of our skin and you can get inflammation in the skin. And that research is really new, uh, still in its infancy. However, they are showing that individuals with skin conditions do have different gut microbiome profiles, like different communities of microbiome. So now the question is, uh, there's a few questions with that that still remain to be answered. Was it a damage to the microbiome that caused the problem with the skin? Or is it a problem with the skin that causes a problem with the microbiome? And how can we leverage that information um, to like improve the skin condition? So just as an example, as a personal story, when I had my skin condition and I went to the dermatologist, uh, my doctor um, prescribed to me at first was like, well, I want you to, you know, one option for your acne is to take a hormonal pill, right? And I didn't know, I didn't know that much about it at the time. This is a few years back, about six years back. And I was, and, but something inside of me was like, well, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to take a hormone medication for my skin. You know, it, that doesn't feel right. I, I just, I don't know. Something about that didn't feel right to me, thank, thankfully. So she offered a referral to the dermatologist. I went to the dermatologist and he said, well, you know, it's interesting, but when you take um, a, a, like a, how do you say, like um, an, an antibiotic, it was like a mild antibiotic. He's like, we don't know how it works, but it seems to be that this like very mild antibiotic um, improves the skin, right? And afterwards, like now that I know, I, I see that there's a, that probably the reason that that antibiotic could help with the skin condition. It, I'm not, I don't want you to go out and take an antibiotic, but it just shows that um, there is uh, evidence that when you change the gut microbiome, because you take the antibiotic through your mouth and that changes your gut microbiome for better or for worse. So for sometimes it's for worse, which is why I do not recommend an antibiotic to treat your, um, to treat your acne. Um, then if you change the microbiome, your skin can change. So then the question is, how can we identify why did our gut microbiome and our skin microbiome become um, dysfunctional to the point where it's causing acne? Because remember, I said that acne, in my opinion, based on what I've seen in the research, is not normal. And this is empowering because that means that there are things that we can do to improve our experience with acne. Okay. All right. So there are the two causes, again, hormonal shift and the microbiome on the skin and in the gut. All right. Let's focus in on those hormonal shifts a little bit. And we can, um, you know, I like to use the, there's different ways to kind of categorize that. There's, you know, there's like the uh, hormones that, sh hormonal shifts that come from the inside, like hormone, things that trigger hormones to be released in ways that cause acne on the inside. Okay. So our own, our own hormones are causing the acne. Something's triggering that. And then there's the external hormones. So the hormones that we take in from foods that we eat, drinks that we drink, and um, things that we like, things that change our hormones, like what's called endocrine disrupting chemicals, 
Uh, that's a fancy word for chemicals that like change our hormones or even things that contain hormones like, um, you know, bisphenol A, BPA, uh, which is comes from plastic. And so if you're drinking water that's been sitting in a plastic water bottle and even worse, if it's been sitting in a pot in the sun or while it was being transported, it got exposed to heat. And anyways, the plastic leaches into the water that contains hormone like molecules that then get into your body and mess with your hormones. And I'm going to go deeper into this on the next Thrive Thursday, but we're going to talk about how there are foods in our diet that contain hormones that we are commonly eating, that you probably are commonly eating or drinking, that could be adding to your hormone burden, okay, to the wrong kind of hormones that may be triggering your acne, all right? So those are kind of like internal hormones, external hormones. And from the internal hormones, we can categorize that according to my four pillars of holistic health, which is the stress response, okay, stress response, sugar hormones, gut health, and toxins tolerance. All right, which caught when you're when you're exposed to too many toxins that your body can no longer handle, that causes the stress response. So research shows that the hormone cortisol, which is released when you have a stress response, like um, an event happens mentally, physically, emotionally, you react with a stressful, like you get tense and you get stressed out, either physically, mentally, or emotionally. That releases the hormone cortisol, and cortisol has been shown to cause acne. Okay. So that's one. Number two is the sugar hormones. So when you eat foods that are um, any food that's packaged with very few exceptions, and I have a list of like, I'm I'm creating this list of like Dr. Patricia approved processed foods, because there are a few. And I like to use them for convenience, like snacks for my kids and that kind of thing. But let me tell you, it's like I can count them on one hand. So most processed foods, including protein powders and protein bars and foods that have healthy, natural, organic labeled on them, if you actually start to read the ingredient list, they have a lot of hidden sugars, okay? And there's 56 different words for sugars that they use so that you're like, if you do like happen to read the ingredient list, which most people don't, and I don't mean like carbohydrates, fat, fiber, protein, I mean the list of things that are in there. And they're usually listed from most content to like the highest content to the least content. Some examples are they'll say sugar, then they'll say high fructose corn syrup, and there's maltodextrin, and there's agave syrup, and there's uh, coconut nectar. And there's all of these words, 56 different words for sugar. Sometimes it's under the label natural flavors. Okay. So you're eating these foods and you don't realize that your sugar hormones are being activated in a, like too excessively, right? I mean, we do get sugar from foods like carbohydrates from plants and vegetables do turn into sugar, but when it's packaged by mother nature, it's like a reasonable release of sugar into your blood when it comes from highly refined products like refined flour that's used to make most breads, um, pastas, pastries, pizzas, donuts, cookies, muffins, most packaged foods, right? Those are creating what I call the sugar hormone effect where blood in your sugar goes up too high, the sugar hormone insulin goes up too high. That then creates a negative effect on your sex hormones, which are estrogen, testosterone, progesterone. And we know that acne is driven by disorders of, in particular, testosterone Okay, and its breakdown product, DHT, which too much information, but I just want you to know this is real science. Okay. And when you dysregulate your sugar hormones by eating the wrong kind of foods, which I will cover in more detail next week, 
in the anti-acne diet that I'll go through, okay, then you get this negative effect on these other hormones. You get hormone imbalance and you get these shifts. And I see sometimes it's like a tipping point. So let's say you're a teenager and you're going through puberty. Well, maybe if like those two populations we studied that are more paleolithic eating, maybe as you're going through puberty, you don't additionally eat all the sugars that are inadvertently hidden in today's society, like the breakfast cereals that you're, you know, you, your kids or you might be eating the sugary granolas, the treats that just seem to be a part of every cultural event these days, like birthday parties, treats as rewards at school or at sporting events. You know, it's kind of mind blowing, actually. Let's say you didn't eat those kinds of foods on top of your puberty. Maybe acne would not be a part of your experience. And again, next week, I'm going to cover other foods that are commonly eating and could be contributing to this like tipping point where you get the hormonal shift plus the modern day stressors, and then you get your acne. Okay. And let's say you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, uh, or your 40s, and you're going through, you know, you're, you're experiencing premenstrual acne, for example, again, it's normal to have hormonal fluctuations during those times. And it's, uh, as per those studies, it's not necessarily normal to get acne with it. And that was me, I was getting a lot of hormonal acne. And it was when I finally balanced out my hormones, figured out the right foods for me, okay, that's when I started to notice the shifts. And I also used some targeted supplements to get the faster results. All right. And that leads me to the third pillar of hormonal shifts, which is gut health, because the gut is a major hormone producing organ, believe it or not, it's massively producing hormones all the time. And when you do things to disrupt your gut health, in particular, eating and drinking processed foods, you're going to experience hormonal shifts, and that could be contributing to your acne. Okay. And the last is the toxins tolerance, because whether you like it or not, we are exposed to toxins, physical toxins, toxic thoughts, which, and these both activate the stress response. They both cause cortisol to be released as the body tries to handle this, and you can get um, hormonal shifts with that. Okay. So, really important. And this is why when doctors offer hormone contraceptives or hormone pills as a solution to your hormones, it's not the solution, it's a band-aid. And for some people, it can help improve the acne because it is um, it, like externally putting in some hormones to try to like regulate the hormone imbalance that you have. However, whatever was initially causing the hormone imbalance in the first place, that's still going on. You have a problem with your stress response, your sugar hormones, your gut health, your toxins tolerance. That um, medication will not solve that problem. It'll mask it. It's kind of like, um, let's say that, that acne is like the sound on the fire. Like you have a fire detector, right? Smoke detector in your home that's supposed to alert you that there's fire in the house, right? Let's say that smoke detector goes off because it's detecting fire. There's a problem, right? And now the sound is, it's like beeping. Well, acne is like the beeping. It's a sign that's something going on. Well, if there's a fire, do you want to just turn off the smoke detector and be like, great, the, the, the beeping is gone, the acne is gone? Or do you want to go and put out the fire? You want to put out the fire, hopefully. Because if you don't, sure, you won't listen to the beeping anymore, but slowly over time, your house is going to burn down. Your body is going to suffer because those root causes have not been addressed. Okay? And the thing is, 
for most people, we will not know what specifically is the contributing factor. In my experience, it's not just one thing. It's many different things. So you have to address all four pillars, okay, in order to get the effects that you want. When it comes to the second causation factor, which is the um, bacteria, the, the, the community of organisms, the microbiome on your skin and in your gut, in your gut, that microbiome can be affected, as I said before, by things like processed foods, even the emulsifiers and additives and preservatives in those foods can really harm your microbiome, which can then, as the research is showing, could potentially be affecting your skin, okay? And um, certain medications affect your microbiome, like antibiotics, um, anti-inflammatories. And I'm not saying you should never take antibiotics. Sometimes you have to. I almost died from bacterial meningitis. I had to take antibiotics to survive. And it is an interesting that after that is when I started to get a lot of my hormonal acne. I didn't know at the time that when you do go through a course of antibiotics, you have to be very purposeful in repopulating uh, your microbiome with the good guys and making sure that the bad guys don't come in and take up the real estate, right? So um, there's things that you can do for that. Now, in terms of the skin microbiome, what happens is that um, a lot of our modern day exposures, so some of them are like, you know, uh, pollution, air pollution, that kind of thing. However, mostly, especially for women, but for men as well now, increasingly, it's that we are, um, our skincare routine is damaging the microbiome. So for some people, it's like the body lotions and the cosmetics and the facial cleansers. It's like the way you clean your skin it can actually damage the microbiome of the skin and it can damage the production of the balance of healthy oils. And sometimes it's like you start off with the hormonal shift. So you get the acne and then you start trying to try different skin products to like treat the acne. And it actually worsens the situation because you overly strip the oils from the skin. The skin needs some oils, not too much, not too little. It is normal to have bacteria on the skin. There has been um, a lot of talk about uh, bacteria called propi uh, propiobionic bacterium, I believe. Um, I might be getting that wrong, but they just renamed it QT bacterium. I know cutie, nothing cute about it. But what's interesting is that um, although it, um, that bacterium, that QT bacterium has been linked to acne, it's not that People with acne have that bacteria and people with ac without acne don't. No, everybody has that bacteria on their skin, but there's something going on in the skin and in the body, in the tissues, in that whole body health that is causing the body to have an inflammatory reaction to that bacteria. So acne, a lot of acne is inflammation and inflammation is, is regulated by our immune system and our immune system is impacted by our hormones, by our gut health, by our stress response, by our toxic load, right? So you can see how it's all interconnected. So essentially, in order to heal acne, you really have to get deep into nutrition, you have to keep, get deep into your stress response, into your sugar hormones, into your uh, gut health, and to your toxins tolerance, okay? So it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, if you were hoping for like, this is the one pill that will fix acne, this is not what you're getting here today. What you're getting here is the roadmap to the solution, which if properly implemented, could potentially be the final fix of your acne for good. And it's something that you can apply 
at every life stage, whether you're a teenager um, suffering from acne or you're in your, you know, it's hormonal acne from menstruation or maybe even some people in menopause start to get acne, okay? And as I mentioned before, that is not necessarily normal. That is a sign of an underlying problem. That is the smoke detector, like the signal coming from the smoke detector saying, listen, there is something going on must pay attention. We must go deep into health and fix it so that the, we have, the, like, when we have the clear skin, the glowing skin, the lack of blemishes, that is an indication that the body systems are working properly. And what I will know, what I do know is that the right, the right approach takes time. Okay. The pills give quick results, but they don't solve the problem. The lifestyle, the strategic lifestyle shift please feel free to share with someone or a few people who you feel would benefit from this. Um, this is really important knowledge that we need to share because acne is so prevalent in today's modern society, okay, which means it's caused by modern way of living and we need to figure out which parts of those modern ways of living don't serve us because we don't want to like necessarily go back to living in the paleo age. We want all of the benefits and, you know, um, entertainment and fun related to modern day living. And then we want to exclude the parts that don't serve us and that affect our whole body health. So next week, I'm going to be doing a deeper dive into what I call the anti-acne diet, how to heal your acne the natural way which is a really important piece of this puzzle. And even if you think you're eating a healthy diet, which I thought I was at the time, little did I know that it was not actually really healthy. And, and people here, both Ushi and Shira have done my Wild Collective program, which by the way, is coming up October 4th, 2022. I only run it once a year. If you want to join, put in the comments, I'll send you the information. Um, because obviously it's, it's like, you know, you can learn a lot in these, um, YouTube videos and podcasts, nothing beats though, being live with me in an intimate group, asking your questions as we go deep into like 10 different foundational topics of health for an hour and a half each week, 10 weeks in a row. It is life changing. I know that you can make quantum leaps in your health. So, uh, I just want to make sure, you know, you, you can get a lot of information and content and I will continue to share this with you. And I offer the Wild Collective for motivated women who want to accelerate their health gains uh, and make like what could be achieved maybe in a few years achievable in just 10 weeks. Uh, you know, that's really what we're looking for here. Uh, and hanging out with me live. I'm pretty fun to hang out with. So I hope you enjoyed this talk. Thank you for joining me live. I look forward to seeing you next time. Hope you have a wonderful day, evening, or night, depending on when you catch this. Goodbye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe and please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast
podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health.